Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Mana and Coffee. I am your host, Henry Hollow. Glad that you've carved out a few minutes to join us today. Uh, I hope that you find a little bit of mana, just enough for today, that you take the opportunity here to listen, to reflect on life, on scripture, on the convergence of the two, and what it means for us living in this crazy, messy world. Uh, I pray that you are willing to wonder, to question, to struggle, to be honest with yourself, um, and in this time, uh, find a little bit of hope, a little bit of nourishment as we journey forward together um, in faith. How do we decide how valuable something is, how important something is, how much it's worth to us. I think this is a question we have to ask ourselves on at least a somewhat regular basis. I'd argue probably a a daily basis because we're always making decisions about how much we are willing to devote or spend or dedicate to a um, cause, an event, a product. Um, How much time are we willing to spend on something? How much money are we willing to spend on something? All of those conversations swirl around the question, how important is this thing, this event, this uh, product or or relationship, all of those things um, that we calculate how much uh, it's worth to us. And I think of, um, think of all of those things whenever I find myself in the Sermon on the Mount, uh, Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. Um, Jesus gives a uh, sermon, an extended teaching, uh, while hanging out on a mountainside outside of Jerusalem. And uh, there's a lot to the Sermon on the Mount. Um, In a lot of ways, what he's introducing is uh, a new Torah, new law, although he goes out of his way to emphasize over and over that he's not really saying anything new. It's really um, the Torah made uh, tangible to a group of people uh, trying to understand what it means to actually live this out. And right smack in the middle of it, right at the peak of the, the sermon, in my opinion, right at the high point, we have these... Um, We have these five verses, 19 through 24, that say this. Stop collecting treasures for yourself, uh, for your own benefit on earth, where moth and rust eat them and where thieves break in and steal them. Instead, collect treasures for yourself in heaven, where moth and rust don't eat them and where thieves don't break in and steal them. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body, Therefore, if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how terrible that darkness will be. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be loyal to the one and have contempt for the other. You cannot serve both God and wealth. I think there are a number of reasons that this is an exceptionally powerful and challenging passage. But the biggest one to me, verse 22, what stands out is this concept about the eye being the lamp of the body. And I'm more than happy uh, to state that 
Jesus is not talking simply about a physical eye here. Um, obviously, there are two of them. He would have said the eyes are the lamp of the body. Um, I think what he is talking about here is uh, perspective, how you see things, um, how you take the stuff that is around you, what perspective you bring with you, and in what ways you interpret it, in what ways you value it. Whatever uh, you decide is important, whatever you decide is valuable, will always, always, always tint um, your lens with how you see the world. And so that, that push that Jesus has here, to change perspective, change the way you see things, I think is one that is vitally important as we try to better understand um, who God is and what God is calling us to do. One of the things I am sure of as you read through the Sermon on the Mount is that there is a um, shift that is very present where what Jesus presents here is a path of faithfulness that is not centered on the religious institution itself, um, but where what we would often call the religious institutions come and dwell inside of us and become visible in the way that we live towards those who are around us. And I think that at least is one component of this perspective shift that Jesus encourages his listeners um, to undertake here in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount. And maybe most important for us to hear at this moment is that last line, you cannot serve both God and wealth. We live in a culture that tells us that we can always take on one more thing, dedicate ourselves to one more thing, make time for one more thing, find room in our budget for one more thing, uh, room in our house for one more thing or in our storage shed for one more thing. There's always space for more. And one of the things that I become fairly certain of as I read through the Sermon on the Mount and especially these lines right here is that if what I am constantly doing is making room for more events, more time, more stuff in my life, what I'm really doing is dividing my attention, uh, dividing up my perspective, my um, commitments, my emphasis, my efforts. And at the end of these verses, really at the end of the Sermon on the Mount in general, and we'll take a look at uh, the parable that Jesus wraps the sermon up with probably sometime soon. It's one of my favorites. But it, through the middle of all of this, what I see a call to is less. Um, stop collecting treasures for your benefit on earth. Um, don't worry about clothes and money and the hairs on your head. Um, make space in your life. Don't fill it. And when you make space in your life, recognize that you are making space for God to come in and dwell. And as we shed stuff, as we shed events, as we shed all of the things that vie for our attention, one of the byproducts of shedding all of those things is that we make more and more room, more and more time, more and more uh, uh, of our effort available to um, our participation in the kingdom of God. 
And so, as you move through the coming days, weeks, months, especially as we sit in the middle of such a uh, chaotic time where so many things are vying for our attention. I, and maybe this is a sidebar, but it seems like the uh, expectation that we have less going on is false. Um, I feel like I have less time now than I did before. Um, as all of these things pull at us, uh, time with our family, time to get work done as kids run around the house, or um, trying to make sure everything is lined up and taken care of for uh, this thing or that with, with all of the stuff that's going on. Make sure, maybe that's a, a good way to say that, make sure that you are remembering that it's okay to say no, it's okay to stop, it's okay to take a breath, it's okay to sit, it's okay to listen to this podcast for 10 minutes. Um, it is okay to find moments of peace in the chaos. Not only is it okay, it is exactly what we need to do without finding them ourselves. It will be incredibly difficult for us to show others what it looks like to find peace in the storm. So as you move through your week, look for those opportunities, take advantage of them, share them with others. God bless. Go in peace.